No. What's your least favorite scary movie? My name is very fucking confused. Yeah. And welcome to What's Your Least Favorite <laughs> Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absurd in all of our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name is Jesse. And please take our hands and join us as we enter into a new franchise. Do, do, do. Once a month for the next 10 months, we will be covering the franchise that changed a generation. Changed it. Of course we were talking about Saw. No, of course, yes. Fuck yeah. Finally, we are able to talk about Saw on this podcast. Been waiting to be able to do this for a long time now. It's finally time. Yeah, it just felt right. Yeah, well, we got our favorite franchises out of the way first. We got... Our pilot one, which was Friday the 13th, which felt right. And now mm-hmm. it feels right to finally go into something that we kind of have a shared love for. Yes. I mean, we have a shared love for the other franchises, but this is different. Yeah, this is, it's a whole different beast. Yeah. Um, The only announcement I have is that we did do our Scream wrap-up over the weekend. Mm-hmm. That came out on Sunday. It was uh, one of our bonus episodes. Passing so. of the Torch. Yes. We did our final rankings, and we were actually, we were really good at rankings this time, y'all. Yeah. We were so good at it. Yes, so, so good. <laughs> I'm really impressed with myself, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, so go check that out if you are curious about our rankings. And um, yeah, if not, I've got our poll results. Just stick around here and listen to that. So. You can also stick around and listen, you know, if you are interested in the rankings. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, just, <laughs> you can do both. Just stay here. Okay. <laughs> well, we talked about Nope last week. Nope. And we wanted to ask you guys who the true villain of the movie was. Yes. Philosophical. Yeah. So we have three options. We have Jupe, we have Jean Jacket, and we have Mankind in general. We have Jupe, who was feeding horses. Mm -hmm. We have Jean Jacket, who was munching horses. And we have Mankind, who... Is mankind. Yeah, just uh, uh, he's a shit in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got our results. Okay. Let's start off on Twitter where 0% think Jupe is the villain. Okay. 88% think mankind is the villain. Yes. 12% believe Jupe, or not Jupe, <laughs> Jean Jacket is the villain. And there is some really good discussion going on about how mankind is always the villain, and Scooby Doo taught us that from a young age. And you know what? Yeah, so true, dude. It's true. It did not click with me that that was the message that Scooby Doo was trying to teach us all those years, but makes a whole lot of sense. Mankind and also like capitalism because a lot of it was oh. like them trying to save their True. businesses. Also, there was at one time where there were actual monsters in Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Monster so. Island. That's The series really took a turn well, at Monster Island. They're like, yeah, people suck, but also <laughs> monsters suck too. So, like, They are real in this universe and they can be spooky too and they I also suck. Like Warner Brothers was like, should we maybe like lighten up a little bit? Everybody's so jaded. <laughs> I liked it. I like the turn, you know, like it's a it's a twist. I like it a lot. <laughs> All right. Over on Instagram, eight percent believe Jupe is the villain, eighty-five percent believe mankind is the villain, and eight percent believe Jean Jacket is the villain. Okay. So we all agree just uh as a species we need to do better. Hold on. Got a newcomer here. Oh, we have our first thread vote. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've been posting these on Thread, and it's not been getting Thread. I think kind of it was there for a minute, and then people have kind of like cooled on it since it came out. But uh, we actually do have a vote from Threads this time. So, and the vote is for mankind because okay. all platforms seem to agree mankind mm-hmm. fucking sucks. Yep. Okay. Not the wrestler. Just Mankind the People. Mankind the Wrestler is fucking awesome. He's got a sock, and he chokes people with it, and he got thrown off the top of a cage. It's classic by The Undertaker. Okay. Irrelevant. Let's talk about Saw. Okay. (laughs) All right. I got a lot of information about Saw. All right. Saw released January 19th, 2004 at the Sundance Film Festival. It's almost a Jesse movie. I know. Uh, that's how you know that this was destined to be. Yeah. Uh, the wide release, of course, happened right before Halloween because if it's Halloween, it's Saw. Yes. Unless it's Spiral. <laughs> yeah. Then it's May. <laughs> <laughs> then it's Mother's Day. That's Chris Rock. He's like, no, it's May. This is a summer movie. <laughs> the wide release was October 29th, 2004. We watched it on Furke. Furke. Okay, but as of today, August 19th, it is available to stream on Pluto TV, Stars Prime, YouTube Primetime, YouTube TV Premium, Hulu Premium, Sling TV Premium, or Philo Premium, or you can rent it from Google Play, Redbox, or Voodoo. So you got everything covered there. You got free options, you got paid options, you got streaming options. Mm-hmm. Boom. Uh, written by Lee Wanell. The screenplay was written by Lee Wanell, but it's based on a story co-created with him and James Wan. Yeah. Uh, directed by James Wan. Music by Charlie Clauser of Nine Inch Nails. Whoa, really? Yeah. Damn. That's why it goes hard. Dun, 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 dun. Remember how like a year and a half ago you were like, I'm not really into Nine Inch Nails, and then I made you listen to some, and you're like, actually, Nine Inch Nails isn't that bad. They are different than I expected them to be. <laughs> that name alone just kind of <laughs> it puts me off. <laughs> it's a little bit more inviting once you start listening. <laughs> um, special effects makeup by Rocky Faulkner and Richard Reddlesfin. Okay, good job, guys. Starring Carrie Elwes is Lawrence Gordon. Lee Wanell is Adam. Danny Glover is Detective David Tapp. Who's Adam? I thought his name was very fucking confused. I mean, it's also that. He's also got like a full last name. Does it? That isn't listed in IMDb, but it's like Faulkner Stantlin or something like that. I, huh. It's a it's a hyphenate, so that I was, forget the second half Since of he it. wrote it, he just gave himself like deep reward. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ken Lung as Detective Steven Singh. Michael Emerson as Zepp Hindle. Mackenzie Vega as Diana Gordon. And normally when you see like little kids in movies, you know, if you pull up their INDB, sometimes it's still their little kid picture and you're like, oh, I guess I didn't do anything yeah. after child acting. No, she's got grown up picture. Whoa. So she's, Did you check her she's continued. I didn't check her IMDB. Huh. I just like that was enough for me to know that she is a working actress who is working. She is beyond the girl and saw that got kidnapped by Zip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Monica Potter is Allison Gordon. Shawnee Smith as Amanda and Tobin Bell as Jigsaw. He Ooh. was just known as Jigsaw th- for this movie. Okay, I like that. You, know, you said it was Danny Clover, right? Yeah. That's cool that they got him in this. I know he's like mm-hmm. a big... They've got actually, for like a first-time small-scale movie, they got a pretty decent little cast in this. Yeah, yeah, and I've got some of the information on um, some of those people coming on board. Oh, cool. I'm excited to hear how that happened. Yeah. Travis, time for our favorite game. 
budget or butthead. Um, I feel like we need to every now and then, just for people who may have joined later, explain oh. what budget and butthead means. So. So horror is notoriously a lower budget franchise. It just doesn't get as much funding from studios as other genres of film. Mm-hmm. Um, so we consider anything ten million and higher to be budget. Anything lower than that is bugged head, and that came across just from a typo somebody had in a review referring to a movie as low bug Ted and yeah. it just it tickled us just stuck yeah so it just stuck as our terminology for a low budget film so and budget is at 10 million and above and anything below that is bug Ted I just said that yeah I just wanted to reiterate okay okay so <laughs> that we're all clear on the same page here <laughs> so I do believe that this is a bug Ted movie absolutely yeah do you want to guess the range I'm gonna say below five mil yes and probably around two. Actually, at 1.2 million. Whoa, shit. That's cheap. That's yeah. a cheap ass movie. Yes. More information on that as well. Okay. Uh, opening box office of 18.2 million. Nice. Worldwide gross of 103.9 million. So, like 100 times its budget. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, 103 times its budget. <laughs> Whoa, even more. Um, And it has, as of today, a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Damn, that's high. Yeah. That's really good. It really Especially is. Especially for Saw, because I feel like Saw is one of those franchises people have to shit on. Yeah. Um. Okay. I picked three movies, and I tried to pick movies that feel culturally relevant for the time. Okay. So the first one I've got is The Grudge. Okay. Uh, cause, Big movie. Yeah. We, we went through an era where Americans were really digging remaking Japanese horror movies. I like where their head's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japanese horror uh, is really, really good, super effective. I think it's really creepy. I know that they lean heavily into the paranormal stuff. Um, and I also, <laughs> this cracked me up. So when I was getting the information for it, you know, I scrolled down to get budget information, and you know how on INDB it shows you quotes? Uh-huh. This is, all I could see in the preview was one quote, and it says, Kyako Seki. I tried to do that, and I did a terrible. <laughs> Listen, me and my older sister made that noise all the freaking time around this, around when this came out, so I've had you. Like 20 years of practice. Okay. <laughs> I can do the Babadook. Babadook. There you go. Yeah, there, there we go. go. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> The Grinch was released October 22nd, 2004, so just a week before Saw. Dang. A budget of $10 million. Wow. A worldwide gross of $187.2 million. Holy shit, so it was a bigger movie. Um, And it has an IMDb score of 5.9 out of 10. Okay. I know people really are kind of against remakes like that, yeah. so that might be part of that. Um, the next one I picked is M. Night Shyamalan, because I feel like M. Night Shyamalan is just a whole genre of horror in and of himself at Yeah, this for point. real. Yeah, he made an impact, that's for sure. Can I guess? Is it Signs? No. Oh, okay. Uh, the Village, actually. Oh, oh people hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you'd be surprised. Uh, this came out July 30th, 2004. Budget of sixty million, worldwide gross of two hundred fifty six point six million. Wow! And an IMDb score of six point six out of ten. Okay, so I guess it is a little bit better received than I expected. I yeah. just know people hate the ending of that because, like, it's just like a. Und- if you don't know the 
I won't spoil it, but I've, I've never watched the movie. I I'm pretty sure ends. that's one of the movies on my spoiler shirt I have. It probably is, I, I'm yeah. like, I'm almost positive it's on it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I don't know. I don't really like movies set in that time. If you want more information on that, go see our very early episode covering The Witch. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, it's just a, I can't, man. It's just same shit every single time, whatever. All right. And then the third movie is just a good old fashioned remake of an American movie. Okay. Dawn of the Dead. Fuck yeah. <laughs> we talked about that one too. Yeah, we did. That's a great movie. So that was released March 19th, 2004. Budget of twenty six million, worldwide gross of one hundred and two point two million. Damn, that was back when Zack Snyder was making cheapish movies. Mm-hmm. Anymore, anything he does is like super expensive. Well, and it it did the work because it's got a seven point three out of ten on IMDb. Hell yeah, dude, that's a super good movie. I love that movie. All right, good news. I've yeah. got so many taglines, I had to screenshot. Yeah, yeah. All so, right. And I've got international taglines. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get it. Uh, the one that's on the poster is every puzzle has its pieces. Oh, I like that. I think it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense with the jigsaw thing. Yeah, I just feel like it doesn't stand out as much like in this first one. You know what I mean? We don't have a ton of the jigsaw lore at that point. I guess, but you do know that he is cutting the jigsaw pieces out of his victims. Yeah. And he's named Jigsaw. Well, in Denmark, the tagline was, death is a shortcut. Whoa. Which I do like that because, yeah, they're not surviving the game if they're dying. Like, they're not doing the hard work to um, appreciate their life or whatever the yeah. fuck his credo is. Like, they're going to be dying either way, so, like... This whole game is basically if they end up dying, it's just a shortcut to the death that they would inevitably experience. Let the games begin. Ah, okay. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard in 2023 to hear that and not like go to something like the Hunger Games or something, though. It's easy for me because I've never watched those. Yeah. Live or die. Make your choice. Okay. I want to play a game. <laughs> I wanna break her. So like right now we're just at quotes. Um Yeah. Oh yes, there will be blood. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Um Okay. I mean there will be there is blood. There's lots of blood. Isn't there a movie named that There Will Be Blood? What if that was the tagline to that? There will be blood. Oh yes, there will be blood. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually really kinda love that. <laughs> like saw. Oh yes. Saw. <laughs> uh this Halloween, he's pulling out all the stops. Red exactly like that. That's the exact <laughs> tone that they were going for with that. I do like that, though, because the bathtub stopper gets pulled out. Ah, so yeah, you're right. kind of relevant. Yeah. Uh-huh. If it's Halloween, it must be Saw. Oh, they started that early. I yeah. thought that that was a thing that they would do like after the series was established. Yeah, and I, I don't have information on when these were added since they're all user added. So Okay. Yeah. Um, in Germany, Wesenblut Weirdflüben. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> they translated the Denmark one, but not the Germany one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying my best to read. Was that you trying it. your best? I, yes, it was actually. I'm not trying to make fun of the German language. What I'm was, just. What was the movie we watched with my mom? Bumperkleef. 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 That means tailgate. tailgate. Yes. <laughs> That's a good movie. It's on Shutter, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Every piece has a puzzle. What? No, that's backwards. 
Is this all part of the tagline? Every piece has a... <laughs> Wait, no, that's backwards. <laughs> like, they actually left that from, like, the meeting. <laughs> that's, like, the, the, um, the gag in, like, BoJack Horseman where, like, the banners always have, like, extra, like, yeah. writing on it. Like, but just stop it right after that word. Don't add any of this, please. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, always on the banner. Yeah. Um, How much blood would you shed to stay alive? I like that. I like that for a tagline on a poster. Yeah. Um, in Australia, how do you solve a puzzle with pieces missing? Mate. There's no mate. They, they ain't mates, buddy. The mate's implied. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like that. That kind of ties into the whole puzzle. Like, Read it again in a non-Australian accent. I mean, I'll try. Okay. <laughs> how do you solve a puzzle with pieces missing? Ah, okay. I do like that. That is actually really good. Do one for the UK. Dare you seesaw? Dare you seesaw? <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah, Moe's and I seesaw all the time. Yeah. Their saw isn't there to cut their chains. They are there to cut their feet. This What? what? The English in this is not the correct. Is that just like commentary? Like, oh, shit, the chains are <laughs> Like, that feels like one of those, you know, how sometimes, like, critic reviews are on the poster, like, as a tagline or whatever. Yeah. This is, like, somebody user review, like, they didn't proofread, and then it just got slashed on, on there the somewhere. taglines, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it. Okay, not bad, actually. It's pretty decent. Yeah. I'm not mad about all of the choices and puzzles, or <laughs> puzzles and taglines, and, you know, it, listen, this franchise gets pretty fucking cheesy, so I'm yeah. okay with a cheesy tagline. Yeah, me too. I mean, although this one plays it super straight, it is, you know, I'm, I'm okay with the cheesy taglines. All right. I've got a lot of fun facts, and this was all just like from some basic internet research. This isn't even any of the deeper stuff. Um, we're going to talk about so much as we go through the franchise, so I've got this information for you all today. There's so much more out there, though, just, just so you know. Okay, cool. Uh, this was written in 2001, but they couldn't get it produced in Australia, which is where both Wanel and Wan are from. Yeah. Uh, so what they did was they shot a low-budget short to attract producers. It was actually about seven minutes long, and it was one of the scenes from the script. It was the reverse bear trap scene. Um, and Wanel was the person in the trap for this. Interesting. So they were encouraged to come to L.A. where they might get a little bit more traction on it because they couldn't get any additional... Um, financing in australia they put up about five thousand dollars of their own money to produce the short so okay i got a question i don't know if you looked into this is this their first movie yes this is what they were trying to do as their debut okay because i thought that this was uh i thought that this was definitely james wan's first directed movie i didn't know if it was one else first script yeah i think from what I understand and what I was reading, that this they were like trying to break into this together. Okay, that's so. what I thought. Okay, cool. Um, so when they came to L.A., they actually found three producers interested in them from Evolution Entertainment. They became attached to the project, and they actually ended up forming a horror horror label now known as Twisted Pictures. Ah, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So that. They made that for this. Mm -hmm. It's such an iconic production logo, too. Anytime yes. I see that, I love it. It's so good. Yeah, and those three producers are actually Greg Hoffman, who eventually gets a character named after him. Yeah, Detective Hoffman. Yeah, because he pulled the other two on board. Mark Berg and Oren 
Coles. Cool. Okay. I think Kaufman gets, I think he dies. Like the producer actually died. And I think that they based the character off of him. I could be entirely wrong about that, but I think that's what I read. If you're still alive, Hoffman, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This was shot in 18 days. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, One of the most profitable horror films since Scream, which as we just saw from the numbers I was reading. I think Paranormal Activity beat that eventually. Oh, yeah, yeah. no. (laughs) horror uh, Paranormal Activity blew like every other fucking movie out the water. Yeah, definitely. And uh, boy, like Blair Witch Project probably was super successful like that, too. Well... It's so funny you mentioned that. Okay. Um, because two of the movies that they credit as inspiring them for this movie is Blair Witch Project and Darren Aronofsky's Pie. Okay. I've always wanted to watch Pie, but I've never seen it. Um, and they so part of what they wanted to do was they figured that the cheapest movie for them to create would be something that's just two people in a room. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I said, they I, I don't know anything about Pie, but I obviously I've seen Blair Witch Project. I think um, it was um it was definitely one of Aronofsky's earlier films, so I could see it being like a low budget thing too. Yeah, so they went through a couple of different ideas of how they were going to have somebody like how they were going to have this set up. You know, at one point they talked about having it two people stuck on an elevator and everything is seen through the security cameras. Uh, eventually, one day they were talking about you know two dudes wake up in a bathroom. They've got to try and figure out how they got here, and, oh, maybe there's a dead body in there. And I actually have a quote from 1L after this conversation. 1L initially did not give Juan the reaction he was looking for in regards to that, the dead body and then the person being alive. Okay. (laughs) He said, I'll never forget that day. I remember hanging up the phone and started just going over it in my head. Without any sort of long period of pondering, I opened my diary that I had at the time and wrote the word saw. Before instantaneously writing the word saw in a blood red dripping font, the two had not come up with a title. It was one of those moments that made me aware that some things just really are meant to be. Some things are just waiting there to be discovered. Interesting. Cool. I love that these two teamed up. I feel like they're like a great duo. Yeah. I, I They really were like such a good match. Yeah. Um. So part of what inspired the Jigsaw character, Wanell at the time was working you know, a non-acting job. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he started getting migraines and he became very paranoid that it was being caused by a brain tumor. Oh. He said one day he's sitting there waiting at the neurologist's office, having to do a scan, and he was thinking about what it would mean if you got test results back and you were told that you had cancer and you had like maybe a year or two to live. So that's what they kind of wanted to do with the Jigsaw character, except he's doing the same thing to his victims, just kind of speeding up that timeline. Like, what do you do if you only have a year or two to live versus these people that are now in these traps that have a minute or two to live? Okay, (laughs) I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, They actually turned down better offers from other producers because they were very attached to the project and their biggest thing was that James Wan had to direct and Lee Wanell had to be in one of the lead roles. Why did they have to have Lee Wanell? He's not even, like, he doesn't even continue to act. I thought that they did it based off of, like, a necessity thing for this movie. No, he very much wanted to be in that role. Interesting. So speaking of the actors. Okay. So Carrie Elwes, he was interested after seeing the short film and reading the script, and he, um... (laughs) So here's the thing. He was very 
on board with this movie, which if you've ever seen any interviews from later on in the franchise, not necessarily for this movie, but later on in promotion of the franchise, he's got very much a similar energy to Robert Pattinson talking about Twilight. Like he just doesn't give a shit about yes. it. And he kind of actively hates it. Yes, that's the energy he puts off from it. And I've always wondered about that and why it took so many films to get him back involved again. And it's because he actually ended up suing his management firm and the producers due to a breach of contract. He was promised 1% of net profits and says that he only received $53,285 and a salary of $2,587. Seriously? Yes. So <laughs> Out they, of the millions that this movie made. So they got him really cheap on the promise of giving him a cut of the... Mm -hmm. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. And it later settled out of court, which is why I assume he came on board for 3D. <laughs> I know a lot of, I don't want to like, this may ruin things, but just getting it out there, I know a lot of people probably speculate he will return for the 10 since it's set between one and two, but I've heard that he's not going to be in it. I think he's done with the franchise. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I was shocked when I saw him in 3D mostly just because I thought Gary Ellis was over and now I understand why. Well, I've always heard of him being this type of actor that like doesn't really give a shit in general, like especially with his performances. Like he always <laughs> kind of gives like a half-assed performance most of the time is what I think his reputation is. I think the only, usually I hear he only really gave it his all in Princess Bride. Yeah, well, that's his most iconic role. He peaked there and he didn't have to, he didn't have to work from thereafter, you know? Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> After that, he just carry out as he's like, I'm fucking Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Um, Shawnee Smith initially refused because she's not a horror fan. This but, is Amanda, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, but they convinced her to watch the short and it got her interested, which I think is funny because she actually ended up hosting the VH1 reality competition show, Scream Queens. Oh, she did? Got, yeah. Huh. Um, so is she like a bigger name? I don't recognize her from anything other than Saw. Um. So actually, James Wan had a crush on her as a teen. Oh, seriously? Yeah. She, I know her from Becker. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's that's where I know her from, and it was really exciting to see her in Saw. But uh, yeah. Huh, that's so, interesting. Danny Glover really liked the detective in this. He was really excited to be Detective Tap. He he thought the, the case he was pursuing was intriguing in the way he went about it. I feel like they probably expanded the role of him because they <laughs> like, got oh, him. Oh, shit, we got Danny Glover. Uh, like, okay, so we got to like get like... Singh was going to be the one to survive. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> we got to kill you off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, it kind of becomes like a cop thing, like a procedural type thing halfway. I don't know. It's like a It becomes like a half and half. Which, I, I don't know, maybe that was the intention. I don't know. It feels like it may have been yeah. like, no, added okay. after the fact. So this is something I didn't write down, but I did read in my research. They never intended for it to become, quote unquote, torture porn. Um, I'll probably talk about that more in future movies. It's not really relevant in this one. There's only a couple of scenes with really like intense, grisly gore. Yeah, yeah. It is much more of a thriller crime the, type movie. The, yeah, I think people like that and then they just made that the main focus going forward because that was people's main takeaway and i want to say it was when nell said that like when he was talking about how he feels about the term torture porn he's like i can't really be mad at it it made my career like you know it's not really what i was going for it's not the story i was trying to tell but you know everything after it's all champagne so <laughs> yeah. i mean i wouldn't really call this first one torture porn either mm -hmm. i feel like it's 
Yeah, it's barely a thing in this, honestly. Yeah. And then Tobin Bell really loved the twist at the end. That oh, the cool. dead body gets up and he said it was worth it for that moment alone. He knew that that was going to be a huge moment. That's so cool. Yeah, and he was like, I'm on board for that well, at honestly, the very least. <laughs> I mean, he's not, he wasn't really, I don't, I could be wrong about this, but I don't think he was like a big name before that. I think this really like launched him to like a be an actual name in Hollywood. The only thing I really saw him in before this was an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> like, yeah, but I mean that's what you're familiar with. That's what I'm from. saying. Like, I I could be wrong. I just yeah. I don't know. I don't. I've never seen him referenced in any other big projects. I've never really heard of him. The only other thing I also know him from is one of the Boogeyman movies. You know, yeah. like it's just. But I do also know, like you and I are working on expanding our genre experiences. So. Yeah. Is he in other genres? Um, yes. I don't. I don't know his filmography. This is what I know him from. That yeah, exactly. I, I don't yeah. want to say that that's the only thing he's been in because there have been plenty of times that I've looked up an actor and been like, "Oh shit, they've got a hella uh, filmography." You that's know? true. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to like say for certain, but that's just how I, that's how I've always perceived it. But I'm glad that he's on board because he's great. Even though he's like not really much of a factor in this movie. Plus, I feel like he had to have had a decent filmography if he got like you know a little spot in Seinfeld. I feel like for those little one or two episode roles, they get decent names. Um, sometimes, sometimes not. I, it's usually a lot of people that became successful after the fact. Um, Look, I'm gonna pull him up right now. Okay. Yeah, just thinking about that. Like, I'm thinking of like uh, there's a lot of people from Breaking Bad that was in Seinfeld. You got Brian Cranston, like. He went on to do Malcolm in the Middle eventually, but that was before that, obviously. I think he had done some things before then. Um, you even get the person that plays Skyler. But yeah, I don't know. Mm. Okay, all the stuff he's most well-known for like, is after Saw came out. Okay, so... Um, but he does have 118 credits as an actor. So. I, again, I could be wrong, but I feel like he was maybe a, that guy before, and then this made him a name. Man, I feel like some of my favorite horror actors are that guys, though. Yeah, they're great. They're <laughs> underappreciated a lot of the times. Like Quint Howard. Oh, my God. Quint yeah. Howard's the ultimate that guy. He is not Ron Howard's brother. I mean, he is Ron Howard's brother, but that's not, like, <laughs> his only thing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, are we ready to talk about it? Let's do it. Okay. Travis, tell me what's good. All right. So I know that this is the first one, so it's not really fair to compare it to the rest since they didn't exist at this time, but it's kind of hard not to. So I like that this is played super straight. I like that they have a lot of like tent scenes instead of over-the-topness about it. I feel like... The usage of Billy and the traps are used in like a sparing way, and by doing that, it makes it more unsettling to me. Because mm-hmm. um, what we do get to see of Billy, because like you don't even get to see him until like halfway through the movie. And he doesn't even have TV. a name in this one. Yeah, he's just a fucking creepy puppet. Yeah, and that is awesome. And then when he rides out on that trike, it's really, really fucking unsettling. Um, I like the soundtrack in this movie. It's crazy that it's uh, Nine Inch Nails dude that did that, but I really do, like, I was thinking about it, because we've watched the later ones so many times, and I felt like the use of it in this movie was so much more effective. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like it really set the tone better for me. You feel the dread the first time you hear that. Exactly. 
Like it just, whew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's something about it that's just really, really fucking unsettling. And I feel like they also have a thing where they cut the music with this and you have more, it lets you sit there in silence and like sometimes the silence really builds to the dread. And mm-hmm. I feel like it is used like very effectively in this movie. Okay. And also, I really, really like Jigsaw being more of a mysterious figure in this. Like, he's just like a, a serial killer, and we don't really know who he is. You only really see him like in a robe, and you don't get to see his face. He's he's elusive, and he's like well, a mystery. I almost even forgot to list Tobin Bell on yeah. my starring because he is just so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, even that, like that little bit of screen time that he gets. Just like the idea of that as a serial killer, I think is so fascinating. Yes. I love it. I'm so excited to talk more about Jigsaw, the character yeah. in the later movies, because I have so many thoughts. <laughs> it's just so different. Like, it's not somebody that's just straight up going around slashing people. It like is a really thoughtful way for these like this person to approach their victims. I like that. I like that we get to know why they're doing it. It's not random. It's yeah. very much motivated. Even though it's like a twisted sense of morality, like he still has a code that he goes by and it's cool. Yes. So that's it. Like just a lot to say about this movie, but that's like my top things. So I'm going to kind of piggyback off that to start my good. Um, I heard people talking about this at school, told my mom, hey, we need to check this out. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, we were horror movie buddies. Yeah. And we watched it. And like you said, it's not just... And this is why I don't feel like torture porn necessarily is the correct way to describe this movie. Because it is like a whole thinking about the consequences of the bad things you've done. Not that I agree with these as reasonable consequences or one somebody <laughs> could anticipate. But, uh-huh. um, you know, it is one of those things that afterwards we would talk about. Like, oh, like... That that's really intense like what is more important to you and like having to decide that in a split second and do you have it in you to take to survive it gets and, fucking primal yeah yeah um so i i really like that take on it and i love i mean you know me i i'm a sucker for a single location mm-hmm. and i love the way that this is told non-sequentially because it is two dudes waking up 10 feet apart because not gay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I knew that Vine was going to come out of my mouth at some... Obviously, we love gay people. Yes, we do. So. Yes. <laughs> I just... That's, if you haven't... I'm going to find the link to the Vine and put it in the show notes because I every time I see dudes that are close but not too close. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, I love that they are like trying to figure this out based on things that have happened and they're also lying to each other and there's also a puzzle element and I just love all of it together because they you know realistically both know that they've done bad things but they also don't really realize how personal it is too Mm -hmm. um so I kind of like that it's like oh we're all guilty of something but it's also ultimately this does become like John Kramer's revenge yeah (laughs) of like anybody who like cut in front of him at the checkout line you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so i i really do like how it all ties in together and it is a really good twist um, at the end it does blow your mind and even every time we watch it now i'm like looking for hints that he's gonna hop up at the end and i'm like trying to get hints that i mean obviously something was up with zep <laughs> like yeah yeah um they did a yeah. good job like uh, misleading you, making you think that Zepp was the guy because he is also wearing a robe, you know? Yeah, 
Yeah, but he's also just a part of the game too, which seems really kind of unfair because he actually took an interest in John. He was even the one that was like, uh, hey, Gordy, this guy, he's a real person and he's like laying in the bed right in front of you right now. Maybe don't talk about him in such a clinical way to your students in earshot. Wait, did they ever explain why he is chosen? Is that? Yeah. I'm not sure why he was chosen, but he went along with it because he was poisoned. I so. always, yeah, I always... And there was like a line about like uh, whenever uh, Tap was like talking about, by the way, Gordon, there's like a dentist here that got a little bit too comfortable with his uh, patients. And for a second, I was like, oh, was that Zep? No, there's no way that he could go on to get another medical job with yeah. that on his record. And then I, yeah, I remembered that he's also, does he not look a little bit like Tobin Bell? Do you think they maybe cast that guy because of like the little bit of resemblance? Mm, I think I there's like possible. a s- small bit of resemblance. But yeah, I just... Yeah, it's a nice, tight story. It's spooky. It stays with you, and it spawned a phenomenon. So, all right. What's your bad? Bad. Um, I do believe some of the acting could be a little bit better at times. <laughs> um, I was very shocked that Wenell wanted to be an actor in this because he's very clearly not an actor. I wonder if part of it is just like trying to be Australian, just you know trying to I mean? like yeah. trying to like, hey, I can do an American accent. Yeah, I wonder if like that's part of it because I could see it being because we've got him and Carrie Elwes. Neither of them is in their natural accent, and they're carrying the bulk of the dialogue. True. Yeah, and also speaking of Carrie, he is also not exactly the best actor in this too. I've even got like a Ryan or a Ryan a line written down, uh, like whenever he tosses him the picture of his family, he's like, "When did you get this?" <laughs> like it's just so bad. The delivery is like whenever he tries to give those like panicked and like. Uh, sad and desperate line reads it's just ugh, not very good and i think uh i think tap can be written a little bit cheesy um especially whenever he is like stereotypical guy laid off the job but then he's got the like the news clippings all over his apartment and he's like monologuing to himself he's like i'm gonna get you oh what are you doing you know what i mean uh- Here's like, the thing, though. I love the cheesiness involved in this franchise. I do, too, but I, I there's, I don't think that there's supposed to be cheese in this one right here. And mm. it gets a, it dips a little bit into the cheese there. It's like a little bit of cheese dip. Yeah. I mean, you get, get a little bit of queso. I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Like, it doesn't ruin it for me, but it, I did notice it last night, and I felt like making a note about it. Okay. All right. And that's all my bad for it. What about you? Um, my bad. I guess like sometimes it would be nice to differentiate a little bit better between flashbacks and like a cut to the present but away from the bathroom because sometimes like we think we're in a flashback but it's actually something that's happening at like the Gordon apartment. Yeah. You know? Um, and that gets a little bit confusing. Like I don't think that's the intention either. Yeah. Because like some of the later movies do try and do that to fuck with you, but Yeah. And this one, like yeah, it would just be nice like just a little bit more differentiation. Mm-hmm. That that's my main thing. I just I don't mind like the cutbacks in time, but where it is so significant, I need to know when we're also in the present. <laughs> okay, my ugly for this. So Jigsaw is probably the more out of all the Jigsaws we get throughout this franchise. He's the more pure. <laughs> I say that as like a way like he tries to give people an opportunity, you know, like a fair chance. In, his in a mind. way, in a way, he does give them, and like people do have the option to win. In later movies, not so much. Well, and um, some of those weren't made by him, though. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But so in this one, though, 
I think it's a little bit fucked up that he involves a child in the plan that had no, Mm -hmm. nothing at all to do with this. And uh, Zep was going to straight up shoot her. Yeah. Like he, that was his instructions. And lying to Amanda in her trap that her cellmate was dead. Yeah. Because he wasn't dead. So now she has to live with the fact that she is a murderer. Uh Uh-huh. Which I think is kind of also part of his cult tactics that he used to like bring her on board in the later movies. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But I also, sorry, were you done with your... Yeah, I mean, that's my only thing. It's just like a child being involved that didn't have anything to do with it. Like, you know, I get maybe adults, but like uh, children, that's just kind of... Um, for a man with a tumor in his brain, homie sure don't give a shit about mental health. (laughs) And this comes up time and time again throughout the franchise, and it just kills me. Like, where he's like, oh, you ran a straight razor across your uh, wrist. Do you actually want to die, or is it just an intention? Like, I can we not just say, like, it was a cry for attention? Even if it was a cry for an attention, that's, like, still a serious, like... Hey, you need help of some sort. You are like sick and feeling some kind of way. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I agree. Yeah. Um. Same thing with the the guy with the jelly, the flammable jelly all over him, because mm-hmm. he was like, mm, "You're supposedly sick, but I see you up and about. Like, chronically ill people can have a good day." <laughs> and there's also like hypochondriacs where yeah, like people are like under the impression that they're ill, but like mental illness makes them think that you know, like even though they're healthy, they're sick yeah like it just it's uh, jigsaw like yeah he thinks he's doing the right thing but he's actually really kind of a shitty person and a hypocrite uh, which i know like is the whole thing but it just it's really ugly to see especially like when i'm writing this stuff down i was like oh my god did he just say like chronically ill or disabled people aren't allowed to leave their house because it's kind (laughs) of what it sounds like he's saying yeah it is kind of like that well this is also a time when mental illness wasn't really taken as seriously too so i guess it could be a factor in his character, but yeah, okay. Absurd. I have. Let's see. <laughs> uh, Gordon's voice post amputation of his foot. So as soon as he amputates <gasps> his foot, he's like, uh, uh, Adam, uh, I'm gonna save you. I'm gonna crawl away, and we're gonna. I'm gonna get help. Like it's just like, dude, chill out. Like you're being a little bit over dramatic here. That could be another bad acting thing from. Uh, Carrie, but it's like uh, this is what people sound like when they lose blood, right? Like, so when you lose a foot, I've talked to amputees and they all talk <laughs> like this. <laughs> he actually did go to a teaching hospital and hang out with the neurologist for a little bit to, Seriously? yeah, interesting. To, to okay, well, get into character some. He's so putting he a little bit put in some work, putting more effort than I anticipated. Okay, um, I also think Adam digging through the poop toilet is really fucking like dude there's a bathtub right there go rinse your fucking hand I know. off he doesn't wash his hands also the idea of where did the poop come from did jigsaw take some laxatives and shit up the place before he staged oh, that's it that's a hundred percent john kramer's shit and that toilet. i think it is too i think like just like secretly like while he's laying there in the puddle of blood he's like snickering to himself like trying to like stifle his laughter a little i bit. think he had a group dinner with amanda and hoffman yeah. and he like laced all of their food and he's like you have to shit right, in all this toilet take it's a thing i promise it'll be worth it yeah. <laughs> 
I like they're all drunk at the same time too. Like, hey, dude, let's fuck with Adam, and let's like took his key and just poured it in the drain, man. Like, he doesn't even get a chance, bro. <laughs> That's Hoffman. <laughs> well, Amanda was still drunk the next day when she did it because she actually does just chuck yeah. it in there, and John is so disappointed in her. He's <laughs> like, God damn it, you didn't even give him a chance. <laughs> Sorry, guys, you're gonna have a lot more fun going through this franchise with us if you've seen future installments. Yeah, we. It's gonna be impossible for us to not reference stuff yeah um where are your absurds um uh, most of adam's dialogue because it's <laughs> yeah. a very funny dialogue but also at times i'm like is this really how you want to talk right now like you're chained mm. up to a shithole yeah although i do like it's like i went to bed in my shithole apartment and woke up in a literal shithole i do like that um his dialogue is great but it also is just very absurd in context this is the most fun i've had with that lubricant yeah (laughs) maybe you know like combating like a bad time with some humor yeah i could see it you know yeah and Travis can attest that I say my name is very fucking confused pretty often. Yes. <laughs> Just like casually, even if it doesn't make sense in conversation, I find a way to work it in. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so ratings. First Saw movie, I think this one's fucking outstanding. Uh, I mean, it's a 10 for me. I fucking love it. I can't, like, even though that there are bad things about it, like, it's nothing that hinders my enjoyment at all. I love it. I'll watch it anytime. Tons, tons, tons across the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's get into this fucking franchise. So we start off with a bathtub and a light going down the drain. But you know what? More keychains need to have a little lights in them. Yeah, I feel like that um, it used to be a thing. I used to use those all the time, but I don't really see them anymore. Yeah. We hear some coughing. We hear some chains rattling and somebody going, hey! <laughs> yeah he's like oh shit i'm dead and i and um, there's a voice that's like no you're not dead yeah then he's like there aren't any lights but wait wait hold on and then he finds a switch which right there i'm like homie you seem a little bit suspect because you're like nope there's absolutely no lights oh wait here's a oh, light switch yeah, i didn't yeah. look for one before i've been awake enough to determine that i'm not dead and that <laughs> you're not dead but I didn't know about any light switches I know. just five seconds later oh, shit, <laughs> so Two chained up dudes plus a quote unquote dead man on mm-hmm. the floor, which good on on John for his fake blood work. Yeah, he um, he's very good at practical effects. He could yeah. have had a lucrative career as a special effects uh, yeah. artist in Hollywood, but no, he's, he's just like, oh, genius for good. I'm but just murder people <laughs> instead, you know. Yeah, um. and. <laughs> He's like, calm down, calm down. I was like, don't tell him to calm down. He's not a woman. Because <laughs> Lawrence Gordon totally, totally seems like the type of person that like, if a woman seems even slightly, he's like, calm down, don't get hysterical. That's how the doctor. Yeah. He's like, all right, well, you're a woman. So he definitely I don't really hangs you. out with Tom Atkins, women. Am I right? Yeah. They, yeah. they practice together. Yeah. I'm sure. They take turns buying the six pack. <laughs> yeah. Um, Worth noting that there is a cassette player in one hand of the dead guy and a gun in the other. Mm-hmm. So they're asking their names, and mm-hmm. he asks Adam his name, which Adam replies. Very fucking confused. Yes. And he says, I'm Lawrence Gordon, a doctor. I like how and- he insists to like, say, I'm a doctor. Yeah, that's how he's in my notes for the rest of the movie, is Lawrence Gordon, a doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they... God, I was on another level last night. <laughs> the clock and the new clock. Um. <laughs> clock, yep, yep, new clock. Because yeah. 
Um, Whoever put us here wants us to know what time it is. <laughs> Neither of them can remember how they got here. Yeah. They don't know each other. They've never met before. Um, when I say they don't know each other, I'm lying. Yeah. Because uh, one of them's lying. <laughs> exactly. Um, so they start searching their pockets, and Adam discovers that he has a tape in the back of his pocket. Yeah, so which Gordon finds one in his as well. They put his in a little Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. Keep it keep it waterproof. Smart. I think, doesn't Gordon also have his in a Ziploc? Nope, though? his is in an envelope. Oh. He is on the non-bathtub side of Dude, the Dude, he bathroom. could have like sat on that, though, and just like broke it. <laughs> Should they have put it in one of those tiny little Tupperwares? Yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. I mean, whatever works, right? <laughs> Um, um, but uh, so Gordon opens his. His has a bullet and a key. Yeah, the key is not for their padlocks because yeah. they do try. Uh, they do decide that they're going to try and get the tape player from the body's hand. So Adam Adam is mm-hmm. using his like shirt because he's he's a dude in the early two thousand. So he's got five shirts on. Rocked one of those uh, whenever I was <laughs> in that era. So he's like trying to like use the sleeve to get it. Um, similar to the move I used to annoy Talia when it's flannel season. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he can't quite reach it. So he goes into the bathtub, gets the little drain because it's got one of those longer chains on it. Mm-hmm. And he ends up looping around it that way. Boy, Jigsaw's really like hinging a lot of this on these people being resourceful. Yeah, what if these dudes were just fucking stupid? Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, he put adam on that side of the room like i don't yeah i could understand if it was gordon over there like he's a doctor well, to be fair it was gordon's idea he's still brained yeah. that whole thing yeah. <laughs> he brained it. <laughs> i thought you did that intentionally i did but okay. at the same time i'm like that sounded stupid but like just smart enough to be stupid <laughs> so the tape calls adam a voyeur apathetic and pathetic burn he's already in like a (laughs) shitty situation you don't have to put him down anymore (laughs) they argue over passing the tape player versus passing the tape which we can already tell there's no trust there and later we find out it's because adam knows a lot of gordon's dirty little secrets Mm -hmm. but uh he convinces gordon to toss him the tape because tossing the tape set player will be a little bit more yeah it could easily smash yeah um so his tape uh, consider this a wake-up call or a cause of death. Um, you have until six to kill Adam. Um, and as for the body in the middle of the floor, with that much poison in your blood, sometimes the only way out is a bullet. Um, Allison and Diana will die if Adam is not dead by six. Um, X marks the spot. Uh, I like how like he doesn't hear that first, but he like replays it like three times like shh, shh, listen and then like it's it's funny it's like jigsaw is just like whispering all about i would have loved it if we'd heard like more like static crack or whatever in there you i mean it should realistically yeah (laughs) (laughs) get a little mic blow out or something (laughs) do you think he has like a similar setup for recording these tapes like we do for recording the podcast like he's got like pop guards and everything. Probably, yeah. Dude, I would like to, I would listen to this podcast. So um, no, he would definitely have like one of those like red pill tape podcasts. Uh, yeah, probably. It would be <laughs> some stupid unhinged shit. Yeah, it'd be one of those in like a subreddit that gets banned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Gordon notices that there is a heart on the toilet. So mm-hmm. instead of like going to the toilet tank to search, which is where the heart is painted, he 
Adam decides to stick his hand into a pile of shit. I have a question. Yeah. Do you think that Hart was drawn on in shit? It looked like it. Okay. Seriously, like maybe Art the Clown also participated <laughs> here a little bit. No, there's not enough shit art for that to be Art the Clown. This is like him dipping his toes. Like it was his first <laughs> New head canon, John Kramer created Art the Clown. I mean, come on, man. It's possible. Like just dipping his toes a little bit, like a little tiny Art Hart. <laughs> Or, or maybe, like, Art was an early victim of Jigsaw's, and there was also something scatological in his trap, and it he created uh, a monster. Well, the thing <laughs> is, uh, Jigsaw would have lost that because Art would have gladly let it try to kill him, and then he would just put himself back together. <laughs> yeah, just, like, pops an eyeball and out. And John Kramer's like, oh, shit, not fucking with that anymore. Okay, different franchise. Actually, if that happened, I feel like that would cure him. you like, all right, not fucking with this shit anymore. I'm I'm not going to serial kill. <laughs> I that was too close to the sun. <laughs> got too real there. Got too unreal, actually. All right, back to the movie. Okay. So Adam digs his hands through shit, and he doesn't come up with anything solid as he Ooh. describes it. So then he decides to open up the tank and then finds a bag. Insult to injury, the tank has been drained. Yeah. So he can't even rinse his hand Ugh. off in that water. Tub, tub, bro. Yeah, he should have gone to the tub. Come. And I wrote that note. I was like, please rinse your hand off. Do you think it had running water, though? Mm, I think he could have. I would have been taking whatever little moisture is left on the bottom of that and yeah, wiping my hand. Yeah, do something. Don't just, like, because you yeah, got open wounds. Everything he pat like. When he passes the photos back to Gordon later, like he's got shit all over his wallet now. Dude, whenever he cuts off his foot later on, he's probably contaminating that with yeah. poo. That's why he doesn't make it all the way out. Yeah, he... that's how you get E. coli in your stump. And nobody wants E. coli in a stump. No. I don't even know how that works. I don't, don't want to know how that Does works. Does your stump shit now? Like, no. Well, we will never know because he died. <sighs> Did he? Yeah, well, no, he didn't actually. <laughs> Whoops, never mind. All right. Redacted. So he uh, finds two saws in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has no problem tossing one of them over, which seems way more dangerous than tossing a cassette. Yeah, so they start trying to saw the chains and it doesn't work. And then that's when Gordon realizes, oh, shit, this isn't meant for their chains. This is probably yeah. meant for us to saw our feet off. Yeah, and uh, Adam throws a little baby tantrum and throws his saw at the mirror and busts it which becomes useful mm -hmm. he, his it tantrum does. actually is you know beneficial sometimes to them a good old tantrum is just what the doctor ordered yep um lawrence gordon a doctor thinks that maybe this is jigsaw and adam is like I've never heard of this. How do you know about him? He goes, because I was a suspect. Ooh. Flashback. So I really, really like to get serious. I love this as a way to introduce Jigsaw as a killer. I think it really, it makes sense. And it makes sense why at least Lawrence Gordon, a doctor, is here. Because mm -hmm. like... Oh, he was set up because we found out he was framed for one of the murders. His pen light was left there. Yeah. And because like we know he's a doctor because he said it several times, and yes. we also see him at work. So, like, we don't think anything about seeing the patients, and we get that he's, because he's a specialist, so he's kind of an asshole, as so many specialists are. Mm -hmm. Not all of them. I have a really great specialist that I enjoy working with, but, but um, I've had plenty many. of, yeah, shitty specialists. Mm -hmm. So, like, you don't even necessarily think anything of this, of him, like, not treating his patient as a person and not treating the orderly as 
respectable. Like, yeah. But like, I love these flashbacks of like the uh, the cops investigating the crime scenes after mm-hmm. the fact of a jigsaw murder, and then it like proceeds to another flashback mm-hmm. of the actual things, and it's like fast forwarded. But like, it's just there's something super unsettling about this to me. Just this concept of a killer and the way that they introduce it. I don't know, just something about it gets me. Yeah, because some of the other traps that have been set, uh, there was Paul who had self-harmed a couple weeks ago, and he has two hours to get through a barbed wire maze. Yeah. And he ended up cutting himself so deeply that, like, stomach acid was found on the floor. And Paul was a big guy. This is actually probably one of the more generous jigsaw traps right here. Like two hours is a lot of time for a jigsaw trap. It doesn't give that much time to most people. I mean, to be fair, Lawrence Gordon, the doctor, has a long time to figure out how to kill Adam. (laughs) They have like an hour. (laughs) You know, this guy gets double that. So uh, then it cuts back to, I think, another one. Yeah, this is Mark. He's Um, faking it. Yeah, he faked an illness like we said before. Supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. I don't believe jigsaw's account of this i don't know like i think that he could be on like he definitely does his research he has like people stalk these people or he also stalks them himself yeah but he also like for somebody that goes on and on about the human will to survive like could you not see a chronically ill person like oh i need to go get groceries like i guess i can see somebody like (laughs) If you're observing them, you can see them when they turn the act on compared to when they are, they think that they're alone and you can see that they're behaving like perfectly fine, Yeah, which I think was the case here. Um, And this one is an interesting one too, because it's the guy that um, he, this one is a fucking nightmare to me. So he has to find the code to um, get out of the trap. Uh, mm, yeah, get out. he's got a poison in his system. He has to get into this safe that has the antidote for it. Yeah. He's got to find the combination for it on the wall, but there's a bunch of numbers written on the wall, and he's only got a candle for light, and he's also covered in a flammable substance. Yeah, so like, what happens if you oh, actually Oh, and the floor the is out? covered in glass. Oh, yeah, so, like, that's true. Like, <laughs> dude, this guy just fucking hated this guy. He's like, oh, you're going to fake the bee, sick fucking asshole here. Like, step I mean, on glass and I'm going to light you on fire, basically. I would just let the poison get me, like, out of all of those. Like, I don't feel like I'm confident that I would find the combination. Um, I would try, <laughs> but, like, this one right here is a nightmare to me. I, yeah. Like, I just can't imagine trying to... I'm terrible with numbers, so this one's just no go. Yeah. And, yeah, he ends up uh, lighting himself on fire. Yeah. So he's dead. Um, and then we have another flashback to Lawrence Gordon, a doctor, telling the residents about this patient and his frontotemporal lobe tumor, whatever the fuck. So, um, yeah, so this piece of shit has a piece of shit on his head. So yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, on to the next one. And then you get Zepp, who steps up. He's like, he's not a piece of shit. He's actually a really interesting guy. And he's like, so here's our other little piece of shit over here that likes these yeah. pieces of shit. They get attached to pieces of shit sometimes. <laughs> Meanwhile, John is like writing down in his notebook. Oh, the only compliment Zep could come up with for me is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I find that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> You're on my list. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, and he's like, uh, also Gordon is exchanging looks with one of his female students mm, too, which is a little naughty. Mm. Mm. So sing and tap 
are waiting in Gordon's office to question him because his pen light was found at the scene of Mark's murder. And, like, I love, I love singing this because he's just, like, casually laid back. He's like, oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, you can ride to the station with us. Yeah, I noticed Doctor. that, too. <laughs> I noticed he's got, he's got that stereotypical, like, the... Um, it's good cop, bad cop. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, good cop, bad cop. He's, yeah. like, the asshole Tap, cop. Yeah, Tap is the good cop. Singing is the bad cop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Eventually, we see him talking to his lawyer, and his lawyer is like, we suggest you just go ahead and bite the bullet and give your alibi now, because nobody's going to believe it later. Yeah, because he admitted he was seeing somebody that was not his wife at that time. Yeah. Um, And this was all five months ago. We do see that his alibi ended up checking out. And but for some reason, they just still don't trust him. So they ask him to watch this testimony for the only known survivor of the jigsaw killer. Yes. Which is Um, Amanda. Yeah. To see if it triggers anything that he might know, because the fact that he was at least framed suggests that there is some connection to what is happening. Right. Yeah. So they start asking Amanda what happened with her. Which they call her Mandy, which feels like it's just like a nice little detail. It feels like she would go by Mandy at this time in her life, you know? I could see that, yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I'm not saying that all Mandys are drug users. <laughs> um, I've got, we've got a friend named Mandy, and yeah. I, I don't think she's a drug user. Um, but, like, you know, it, it just does feel like a little, like, tiny piece of character work in there that like i also I think is nice feel like jigsaw is the type of dude to like address you by your full name so if you go by jim he calls you james yeah but he is john and he's not going by jonathan well he is the exception because he is the <laughs> master yeah no for real if i was in a trap i would hello jessica look dude if he saw himself here he would put himself in a jigsaw <laughs> trap because he is like that fucking asshole is killing people even though he's not really saying he's killing people and he's like ah oh, shit that's me <laughs> you know like he would hate himself if he actually had yeah. any like self-reflection yeah he gets his own dossier just without his name or photo and he's like yeah i've got <laughs> yeah. a great idea for this guy and then he finds out who it is and he goes oh well he kind of fucking does that like he like plans okay this is later in the series but he plans one of his replacements deaths down the line (laughs) so he's like fuck that guy because he's kind of being like me all right so amanda's whole thing the most iconic trap in the series probably is the reverse bear trap Mm -hmm. and she has 60 seconds to cut open her cellmate at the time to get the key yeah to unlock it find out though when she goes over there to kill him or to cut him open because he's got a big question mark on his tummy that he is actually alive because he's making eye contact with her they do say that he was um the coroner's report showed he is so pumped full of opiates that he probably didn't feel anything that's actually surprisingly generous for <laughs> jigsaw yeah but uh yeah so at least i feel like it was anything. more practical just so that way he couldn't move i guess that's true too yeah but um i read somewhere that this is actually amanda's drug dealer Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember where I read that, but I feel like that makes sense because there's no coincidences or random bystanders in Jigsaw's world. Yeah, I guess that the cops could have had like the like wrong information about who he was, maybe. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so she cuts him open, gets the key out, unlocks it, and tosses it off just before it <gasps> opens up. 
And I made a comment that the marks on the side of her face kind of look like Talia's surgery scar. And they do. she started barking at me. She did not appreciate that. She was like, I was not in a jigsaw trap. I am grateful to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never once done intravenous drugs. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so um, Amanda, though, is like, yeah, he actually helped me. Yeah. She's like grateful for him actually intervening. And, um, Which I feel like that could have gone one or two ways. Look, I addiction is a disease, and I fully believe that and don't look at drug use as a character flaw. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was really taking a gamble that she would be like, nope, never doing drugs again, instead of like, wow, my head is really messed up, and I'm going to turn to one of the only consistent serotonin hits yeah, I get. Like, that was fucked up. <laughs> Holy shit, I need a hit. <laughs> Which, and we see like later on, again, jumping forward in the franchise, but she trades out that for self-harm. Yeah. So It doesn't end up helping after all. So cut back to Adam and Gordon, the doctor. And uh, Adam realizes... Warren Scorden, a doctor. Warren Scorden, a doctor. Excuse me. It's a full name. (laughs) Adam realizes that the glass shard that made its way over to him after he had a tantrum is actually a two-way mirror. Mm -hmm. So they start to bust open the rest of that mirror, and they see that there are cameras inside. And what a shit-quality camera Zep is looking through. (laughs) Yeah. This is kind of creepy, though, because we get Zep on the other side, and you don't see him. You just see, like, a hand, and he's waving. He's like, hi, I see you yeah um lawrence gordon the doctor realizes that whoever put them in here has thought of all possible angles which to me is kind of a stretch because like is it really like oh man this guy didn't leave any stone unturned to have a security camera in there yeah like oh this guy's a fucking doctor i bet (laughs) like we have a security camera in our living room are we evil masterminds yeah according to him yeah the bar is really low for Lawrence Gordon, a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Although he probably thinks nobody else is as smart as him. So, like, mm-hmm. he could watch Adam tie his shoe and be like, good job, buddy. Uh, I underestimated you. Yeah. So, um, we get a flashback to Gordon, excuse me, Dr. Lawrence, Lawrence Gordon, Gordon, a doctor, revisiting the last thing that he said to his daughter, which he regrets. Yeah. So, she is scared. She walks through their ginormous fucking apartment. Not before, uh, like, it's it's her on her bed in her bedroom, and then it's just pitch black darkness beside her, and she clearly is, like, making eye contact with something. Yeah. Super fucking freaky. Um, which, two things. One, that was me the other night when Talia woke me up growling, staring into our doorway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Thankfully, I did not wake up during that. <laughs> but also, like this whole like everybody's been there. Everybody's been a scared little kid alone in their bedroom. Yeah, definitely. And it just like that shot just hits. Yeah, it does. It like hits that like little old thing in your mind. Like, oh shit, I've been there. That feels real. Yeah. So she wakes up and goes wakes up her parents or her mom, I guess I should say, and uh, wants her dad to go check out the bad thing, mm-hmm. which is weird because she feels like she has to tell her mom to go get her dad because i guess she doesn't really trust her dad to listen he's a hundred percent that type that has told her she is never allowed in his office yeah yeah (laughs) so allison goes to get him and he's like just a minute just a minute let me finish this paragraph 
And then she's like, fine, I'll go check. And he's like, no, 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 I'm coming. He has to have done the world's quickest check because Zepp is 5,000% in the closet. He doesn't even check. He yeah. just goes over there and sits on the bed and he is like, he so, yeah. Nothing. No monsters here. Everything's fine. Uh, let me do the little piggy thing and like touch your toes and then you'll be good and go back to sleep. All right, I'm going to yeah. go back and... Oh, and then he gets a page. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I got to go. And the daughter, who can't be more than like seven or eight years old, is like, I hate that thing. Yeah. So he leaves and as he's leaving, Allison is like, could you act like you care about something? He goes, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> and they argue. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the bathroom, like, Adam has no sense of self-preservation because he's just so mad at Gordon and, like, threatening him. And I'm like, dude, you want to be sucking up to this guy. He's got to kill you to save his wife yeah, and child. Right. Like, yeah, not exactly the best. Calm down. Yeah. yeah. I, um, although I feel like he's like, I could fucking take him. Come on, man. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he ends up tossing his wallet over to Adam to show the photos and what he finds is a hostage photo. And on the back, it says, X marks the spot. Sometimes you see more with your eyes shut. Yeah. That's creepy, man. Like, yeah. seeing that picture. Oh, my God. It's like a Polaroid picture. Ugh. Yeah. And so we, uh, he, he takes the picture out and, like, withholds that information. Yeah. Which, kind of a shitty move. Well, I get it. Because like, I guess you don't want him to go into a panic. Because if he sees that, he will probably... Be like, oh, shit, he's going to kill me. Oh, yeah, I did forget about that. Well, because he's got so little sense of self-preservation. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, then we get another flashback to how the argument was going. And you can tell they've been having trouble for a while because Lawrence Gordon, the doctor, is not good at sharing his feelings with his wife and is just pretending everything's okay. And she just wants him to, like, have some kind of emotion at all. Even if it's, and, like, her, like, him hating her. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he's like, I got to go. And he shows up at a motel and one of his residents is there. So that's unethical in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I told you to only page me in certain times. Which if you're going to give her a schedule of when to page you, um, is the pager necessary? Or does it make you horny to remember that you're a doctor? Dude, like just as soon as he hears that beep, like beep, beep, like just like a little boner. Like, <laughs> no shit, baby. <laughs> He's leaving the house for an OR, OR call, and uh, his wife is like, "Do you have a chub?" Uh, he's totally doing the like the move of like with his back, so he's not like facing her. So he's yeah. like, uh. "It's <laughs> like knocking shit over." <laughs> um, so um, we get to see that his daughter is in the bedroom and she's staring off into the darkness again, but this time. It zooms in onto the closet, and you see an eye. He says, hello, little girl. Oh, God, it's so fucking creepy. So she screams. Mom hears it, runs to go check on her, and then as she opens the door, there's a guy just covered in, like, bed sheets, just standing over her, and then he grabs her. That's yeah. fucking terrifying imagery right there. So Tap is on surveillance. He sees a man in the Gordon home, and instead of going, oh, there's a killer on the loose. I think maybe this man's involved in something bad. The wife's probably just a slut. Am I right? Maybe a little. I mean, I, I think he's done enough uh, looking into Gordon that he probably knows that he's having an affair. So maybe he's like, oh, she's getting her revenge. 
Yeah, I just, you know. Because he's been watching Gordon. He doesn't trust this Gordon guy. He's been watching him for a while now. Uh, He's also got like his voice has changed too. It just, it reminds me, we've been watching a lot of Your Worst Nightmare and the running theme in every single episode is a woman says, hey, I think somebody's trying to kill me and the cops go, Nah. <laughs> and then she winds up dead and they're like oh shit she was right and they just like say like <laughs> women am I right to her directly high five Tom Atkins <laughs> yeah. just Tom Atkins is there as an advisor all the time uh, so Tap and Gordon pull up and um, it's another flashback he's dropping Gordon off and he's like talking he's like yeah by the way this area is not quite as good as it seems because I just found a fucking uh, dentist that was diddling kids over there I'm so glad you said diddling since we just watched it's always the... Frank's Little Beauties yeah because <laughs> that's what was in my head too is dentist diddler <laughs> yeah um, so and then we get tap back another flashback to whenever he was still on the force and he's reviewing the Amanda Jigsaw tape, which mm-hmm. was the only one to actually have like a VHS tape, which I wonder if that was like any importance because all the other ones have had just like recorded tapes. But Amanda only had, is the only one to have Jigsaw like Billy on the screen. Yeah. I don't her... know if there's any importance to that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Maybe he saw potential in her. And we forgot to mention like after she won that, like the Billy the doll. doll comes out, out on a tricycle. Fuck yeah, dude. So <laughs> creepy. It also makes you realize that doll's kind of tall. Yeah. Well, and he's like, legs. so many people aren't so grateful to be alive. Not you, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, he's reviewing the tape, seeing, you know, it's a classic cop setup. Sing's like, come out for beers. And Tap is like, no, I'm going to keep working. And Sing's like, someday you'll get a girlfriend. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Um, and then he, uh, so the camera like moves in the tape a little bit and he freezes it and notices that there is some graffiti mm-hmm. on the, uh, the wall there. It's K2K, which yeah. is a street gang that only operates within four blocks. Yeah. So they have an idea of where it could be. And then and they then, hear a fire alarm and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we're going to pull records from the last few weeks. And they find where that alarm came from and they go to that location. Yeah. And they figure out that it's a factory. And he's like... Uh, Singh is like, you think we can get a warrant this fast for this? And uh, Tap's like, fuck the warrant. I said (laughs) warranty. Famous last words. Yeah, fuck the warrant. So uh, Also, fuck the warranty is famous last words as well. (laughs) That's true, yeah. So yeah, they pull up at the factory. Mannequin factory is creepy. I think that that is like a super scary setting. I don't feel like we get enough of like unsettling imagery with that. I mean, I feel like if we had... Oh, I thought you were going to say we don't get enough mannequin factories in horror. <laughs> That's where you were going with that. I was going to be like, if it happens too often, it's going to be like, how many mannequins do we really need to make, you know? Well, this is the only one I can think <laughs> of. So give me another at least. Give me two. Okay. I'll be fine. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, and they make it inside there and they start checking out the area and they start uncovering Jigsaw's little setup there. Yeah, they find like miniatures of the setups and then they hear something from underneath a blanket, and it's a man in a trap. Oh, boy. And they go to try and save him, except Jigsaw appears at the same time, and he's like, ah, you can arrest me or you can save him. So, of course, the cops split up, but what ends up happening is Jigsaw slices Tap's throat, so Singh goes running after him. Tap is bleeding out. He can't save the man getting the screws to his skull. Um, no, they, they stop him. They shoot they? it. Did yeah, they, they, okay. they shoot it with the uh, Singh shoots it with a shotgun, and then that guy, he doesn't die. I don't think. 
Um, so we, yeah. we get so little information about him. <laughs> Props to Jigsaw here, by the way, for being able to maneuver himself out of the situation because he definitely wasn't expecting this. He had to improvise on the spot. Yeah, well, he, he like slid that blade out real smooth. Yeah, he did. Um, you can tell though that he had it rigged up just in case. Yeah, like if anybody was there, that he could like you know get an escape. So he starts running down the hall, seeing follows. Um, he gets into a hallway, and you see him kind of working on something in the hallway, and then he starts to run. Sing shoots him with a shotgun, and he falls down. And then Sing starts to continue going to approach him, and then as he does that, he trips a wire, which mm-hmm. has like multiple shotguns above him, and it just obliterates him. Yep. So Zepp is continuing to watch the cameras. Adam asked Lawrence Gordon, a doctor, to turn off the lights, and we see a glow-in-the-dark paint. There's an X, a very beautifully painted X, which in a later movie, we watch them setting this up, and it's so sloppily painted, but it's beautifully symmetrical (laughs) here. I'm not done with poop either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they bust the tile there, and there's a lockbox inside, and Adam had the key last from... Lawrence Gordon, a doctor's pocket. Mm -hmm. And so he passes it back to him and he uses it to get into the box. And there's a phone, a cigarette, and a note that says um, you don't need a gun to kill somebody. Yeah. um, Let's see. It says something else, too. Hold on. Where do I have this? It's it's saying something about the poison um, in the man's blood. It says, shh, doctor, on one side, and he opens it up. And then it's like, cigarettes are harmless, smoking only deadly when ending in bloodshed. Yeah, so the the point is that he should dip it in some of the poison blood on yeah. the floor mm-hmm. and give it to Adam, which Adam is jonesing pretty fucking hard at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know how long he's been knocked out, but it's long enough that those nicotine cravings are making him a little grumpy. Oh, it'll be it. Um, the phone can't make calls. It can only receive them. Yeah. And he says he knows this because it's happened to him once before, which I think what happened to him once before, before we get into this flashback, is that he was in a parking garage, so he just didn't have signal. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. not being able to make or, re- or um, make calls, only receive them. It was that he couldn't do either. Yeah, fucking doctor over here. Like, you have this phone, obviously. I bought this. I made a call with it earlier today, but obviously. <laughs> um. So Lawrence Gordon, a doctor, is... Oh, he believes somebody was there when he was walking to his car. I thought this said below someone there when <laughs> talk a car. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he hears, like, the flash of a camera and, like, a camera picture, like, a picture being taken. A camera picture. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, his car isn't starting, so he gets out. He's trying to make a call, but his phone isn't working. And then a fucking pig mask. Ooh, the pig mask uh, is so fucking creepy. This was one of my recurring nightmares. I think... I cannot remember what music video it was, but I'm fairly certain there is a music video associated with pig masks, and I used to have recurring nightmares about people in pig masks. Um, That was an addition to my rooster nightmare. (laughs) And it... This, these masks still upset me to this day. <laughs> They're super creepy, dude. Like, I don't know. There was like a just. Oh. I remember watching this for the first time as a kid and seeing that, and I was just terrified. I was like, oh my God, there's definitely going to be a pig mask guy waiting for me. <laughs> like, I was certain about it. Yeah. So- I've done some <laughs> fucked up shit. I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> like, think back. Have I ever met John Crane? Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um,. So Lawrence Gordon, a doctor, asks how Adam knew to turn off the lights, and he throws him back the picture, and then he gets really angry. Yeah, and this is then, why he gives that. Where did you get this? 
And then he turns off the light and whispers to Adam, which like the camera has audio audio so i don't know how he like pss, 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 fake dead pss, pss. <laughs> like, <laughs> well it does like i mean zeb he's like on the other end you can see he's like what the fuck is happening here? i can't hear it's too dark <laughs> they turn the lights back on and he's like here's that cigarette adam oh my god and adam's <laughs> like great thanks and then he like smokes it very genuinely happy mm. for that nicotine. Yeah, hit. that was like actual real. Like, oh. <laughs> and to then, the point that I think Lee Winnell must be a smoker. Because yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was real. That was the best <laughs> act that Lee Winnell did in this movie. They like withheld cigarettes from him for the entire day shooting <laughs> yeah. before they got there. And they're like, okay, now act like you're shocked or you're dying. Frothing from the mouth. Pretending like he's having a seizure. <laughs> Um, Zeb's not buying that shit. He zaps him, yeah, which causes him to actually you know behave like his normal self. He's like, "What the fuck was that?" And Gordon gets so fucking mad about that. He's like, "What are you doing? That wasn't what we agreed to." And Adam's like, "I was <laughs> shocked." Yeah, it's like, "God damn, I didn't realize you were that bad of an actor." Like cigarettes, <laughs> nicotine, t- tobacco is bad for you, but man, it does not electrocute you. I'm a doctor. I know this. So we have another flashback to Adam getting back to his shithole apartment and he's developing some photos and they're of Lawrence Gordon, a doctor, stepping out on his wife. Mm. Um, The lights get cut out and then there's like camera flashes, which... This is so fucking creepy. I'm always... I will never get sick of the trope of the lights go out and you have to use some improvised method of... Lighting. Illuminating. Yeah. yeah. And it's also one of those moments where they cut the music entirely. You just hear silence. You hear somebody like open a door and he's like, Who's there? I know you're there. And then he's just like slowly walking through his apartment. You just hear a little bit of rummaging and then the sound of the camera and then just flashes of light. Holy shit, it's so yeah. effective. It's so well done. And then he eventually takes a picture and there's pig mask right in front <sighs> of him. And then boom, he's abducted. So the phone rings. It's Diana and Allison. Um, (laughs) Allison tells him not to believe anything Adam says, which clearly she was fed this line. Yeah. But. It's kind of (laughs) true. Yeah. Um, So he asks about like uh, why she told him. Yeah. So he asks, okay, so how do you know me? And he's like, well, you're not exactly lying about who you, or being honest about who you are, or who you've been. I know that you've been running around on your wife. Yeah, and he and, goes, because I was hired to take photos of you. Some yeah. dude paid me 200 bucks a day to follow you wherever you went and take photos. Um, he was like, but I did I did follow you to the hotel um, where you broke up with your affair partner. And I was in the parking garage, but I left before you were abducted. Yeah. And it turns out... That it was Tap that hired him. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence Gordon, a doctor, is pissed because <laughs> Tap has been harassing him for months. Yeah. It reveals like he used to be on the force, but he was discharged. Yeah. After Singh died, but he, he like, was attacked. Yeah. He yeah. stayed committed to the case, though. Yeah. So Adam sees, uh, Adam saw somebody else at the Gordon house, and it was Zepp. Yeah. So it's six o'clock. Allison is loose and she attacks Zepp during this phone call. She holds up the gun and they're like fighting and the gun. Oh, time is up, by the way. Yeah, that's so why that's I said why, it's yeah. six o'clock. Yeah, okay. 
Um, the gun gets shot. Tap appears. There's a shootout. Lawrence Gordon, do a doctor, is sobbing a lot because <laughs> he's hearing all of this. Um, and then they both get shocked a lot. <laughs> yeah. Tap is chasing Zepp because Zepp is on his way to this bathroom. Adam is trying to talk down Lawrence Gordon, a doctor, because he's clearly like a little bit unhinged in this moment. Yeah. Um, Tab ends up accidentally shooting himself, and Lawrence Gordon, a doctor, puts the bullet he has in the gun in the body's hand and shoots at him. Ah, motherfucker, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, we see Allison and Diana are okay. They're at like the neighbor's house and calling the cops. Yeah, but the phone is ringing, and mm -hmm. he can't reach the phone. Yeah. So this is the breaking point for him. He takes the saw from before and starts cutting off his foot with the weakest fucking tourniquet ever Come i on, noticed doctor. that too yeah like that shit's not cutting off any circulation <laughs> um so zap appears and he says it's too late um and but adam gets him with the toilet lid and it's yeah. so nasty <laughs> dude he fucking bashes his skull and yeah like, it's, it's gnarly man yeah and Lawrence Gordon, a doctor, has successfully cut off his own foot. Um, and he's like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get help. I'll send back help. And Adam is like, Don't leave me, Lawrence. Lawrence, don't leave me. Yeah, he's like, I I'm still alive. I can cut off my foot too. Like, <laughs> just wait up. Oh, by the way, if you can hear, Zoe's losing her shit too. Yeah, so. it, it's 25 minutes before dinner. Yeah. They will be fine. Um, <laughs> so uh, we hear the tape that Zep had. He had a poison in his system, and so he was responsible for um, monitoring the situation and doing what he had to do if needed. He just basically had to run out the clock one way or the other. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, the and then this is where the body rises. Uh. He rips off the prosthetics on his face. He looks at Adam and says, by the way, the key to that lock is in the toilet or in the bathtub. I mean, at this point, it's like, okay, you've served your purpose. Like, mm -hmm. he could have been like, here, let me help. <laughs> like, I, you're not going to be able to catch up to me right now. You're like shot. You've been through a lot of shit. Um, you've been zapped. Yeah, but he does try to go for a gun to shoot Jigsaw and he gets shocked. Yeah, he gets shocked. Which, who hit the shock button on that? He did. Jigsaw did. He turns around and he like it's like a key. Like he's unlocking okay. a car. He's like, okay, I missed like, Fuck that. you. Like, and he was. I think he was the one actually doing the shocking in mm, the room the entire time. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was Zep. Yeah, it would make sense. Like, yeah. I think it leads you to believe it is him, but you realize here that he's actually been holding onto it. Yeah. Um. And then he says, "Game, Game over. over!" and slams the Boom. door. It's fucking iconic, man. Yeah, and that is how the movie ends. Um, I'm going to keep it at a 10. I believe I'm going to do the same. Okay. I can't really... I fucking love this movie, man. It's a classic. I um, I like how it is a little bit different with it's like a... It's, it has that cop aspect to it, so it's like kind of like a procedural. I yeah. feel like they're kind of doing like a... Um, I know it's not really like Seven, but it's kind of... It kind of reminds me of that. Then. Yes. So thank you. They, I'm just trying to clarify for people that didn't understand your mispronunciation of <laughs> the title. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but I could see what they were going for here. And um, I know that this isn't exactly the tone that the rest of the series keeps, but I really appreciate that it had that for this movie. Yeah. I do think they try and do this a little bit in five. Five is the next one that feels the most procedural-like. with um, and two. From Luke, from Gilmore Girls. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it does a little bit more there. Uh, two also. Two is pretty solid with that because it's, you know, continues with the same writers at least. Yeah. 
and director, I think. Um, all right. So, what Italian Zoe think? Or no, what Italian think of this? Oh, Talia had a great fucking time with this. Um, she was playing with oh. her toys. She had her bunny hug. She just she was playful the whole time. Okay, she was. Uh, there were no dog deaths, so we can call this a ten out of ten for hey, her. Hey, what about Zoe? Was she there? Oh, she was on my lap most of the time. Okay, cool. So yeah, she was she was fully on board. Um, we didn't say though. Do we have a change? Anything that you would would change with this movie? <sighs> Just the like clarifying what's a flashback versus the present outside of the bathroom. I think I agree with you on that because like it does get a little bit confusing there um, at times, and I really don't think that that was what they were going for. Okay. Maybe it was, but I don't know. Um, okay, who did you relate to? Who did I relate to? Um, honestly, like. Probably Zep, where he was like, hey, this guy has a name and you're being kind of an asshole. Okay, yeah. Because I've been I've been that patient that the doctor is just like shitty to. And so like, yeah, just treat them like a person, not just like a case. It makes a big difference. Okay. Um, I related a lot to um, Lawrence Gordon, the doctor's daughter. Okay. Because that scene of her like seeing the person in the darkness like that was the thing that i was always afraid of as a kid and like seeing that really brought me back to those moments in my childhood i would like to add this moment to the list of examples we gave to the person that said bed sheets aren't scary in their review for nope oh yeah bed sheets are fucking terrifying <laughs> here. whenever you see him standing over top of her covered in bed sheets i shit my pants yeah. man like that was fucking scary but uh yeah i mean that's that's a super relatable moment. I think that that was a really uh, smart thing to put in this movie because it's just like a fear that everybody can relate to, I think. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay. Do we have a... Oh, we don't do dream sequels for these. We don't yeah. do dream sequels for our franchise episodes, but for the Saw movie, we thought it would be fun to go through the traps and determine which one we think we're most likely to survive. Yeah. So, so. I like this. I like this a lot. So... All right, let's list the traps that we have in this movie. So we have the reverse bear trap. Uh-huh. We've got the poison with the candle. Uh-huh. We, we have... got Zepp's poison. Uh-huh. We have the um the barbed wire maze. Barbed wire maze. And then we have Lawrence Gordon, a doctor, and Adam in the bathroom, which uh-huh. their their traps are kind of intertwined. Like Adam has to not get the doctor to kill him and the doctor has to kill him. Yeah. So um okay which one do you think that you could survive i think i am gonna automatically count myself out for the ones where i would have to like be directly responsible for somebody else's life um like killing them so automatically i don't know if i could handle zeps yeah or in scoring a doctor's or amanda's Okay. Um, and I've already said I, there's absolutely no fucking way I could do the one with the candle and the glass and all. Like, I just, I, nope, I know, I know the things that I can't handle and that's most of them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I think the one that I'm most likely to be able to do is the barbed wire maze. Okay. Um, I'm pretty good with strings and tangles and knots and I'm also decently, like, flexible. I think I could maybe find a way to get through the maze with, and, you know. 
well, some boo-boos probably. But. So <laughs> I um I was also going to choose that one because I have a lot of time. <clears throat> um, the candle one with the numbers, I, like I said before, I can't do that. Like I can't fucking handle numbers like that. It's just that's too complicated for me. I, like you, I can't kill other people. Um, I could also, maybe do Adams, I think. Yeah. Like Adam, he could have... You just don't have to... And I know he was set up to fail. Yeah. But I, if... I think I could cut off my foot if I had to, like, live or die. You know what I mean? Like, they have some pretty cool prosthetics now that I would be okay with. I think I would be more likely to go the Donnie Wahlberg route and uh, oh, slide break it, it out. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That's actually... That's smart people. They could like, just taken the toilet seat. Or like um, the, the woman in Gerald's game where she, you know, uh-huh. lubes her own wrist up with her blood. You know, I actually, loving. I do think I could do that one. That one I think I could do. Like I, if I have to like live or die, if I have to break my foot to get out or if, you know, I could do that. But with the barbed wire one, I think I could do that one too because whenever I was a kid, I would uh, sometimes have to climb to my neighbor's yard to get shit and they had barbed wire fences <laughs> and I navigated those barbed wire fences as best as I could. Okay. So, um, but no, I'm going to choose Adams here because I, right. I think I could really do that one. All right. All right. Do we have a new tagline? All right. So, let's see. Tagline for this. The only thing that's bounced around in my head is like the answer's right in front of you. Um, I think that that would be pretty sweet. Like the answers right in front of you, that would keep people like audiences guessing. Like, what the fuck? Is, what the fuck is like so obvious about this that they should be able to figure it out? And then when you see the twist, like, ah, oh, shit, it was right in front of them the entire time. Or everybody's dying to play. That's not bad too. Or this will really knock you off your feet. <laughs> this will really knock you off your feet. Yeah. Because they have to cut their feet off. Yeah. Because hmm. you got to cut loose. Footloose. Oh, God, no. <laughs> um, I think it's between everybody's dying to play and the answer's right in front of you. I really personally like the answer's right in front of you. Okay. okay. Like, if I, like, I think that that could be, like, a legitimate tagline for Yeah, this actually, I do see that. I do see that. Okay. The answer is right in front of you. Okay. I feel it. I feel it. All right. What type of review did you pull for us for this one? Well, I do have a user review um, just because... This is not a critic-friendly franchise, so I'm mm. going to go with the users for this one. Even the first one? The first <laughs> I don't one know. seemed like it was well-reviewed, I would mm. think. I don't know. I didn't really look. I just... Okay. Like That's... you said, this is a franchise that people tend to not always take super seriously. Okay, sure. Um, All right, well, I'm curious. Okay, this is a one out of ten. Uh, few films have had a more negative effect on the horror genre than Saw. Its inexplicable success led to the genre being flooded with even worse, which one wouldn't expect to be possible, imitators, creating a period where virtually nothing interesting came out of the genre. The problem with this type of film is simply that it just isn't interesting. It's not scary. It's basically just a long, boring catalog of ways that people can be injured with no suspense to speak of. Despite the superficial similarities to the slasher genre, the two styles are worlds apart in that slasher movies build up tension between the deaths while torture films are flat and unengaging. Also, the whole aesthetic style associated with the genre, lots of rust, muddy camera work, annoying soundtrack, is ugly. I much prefer older horror aesthetics with their lurid colors and unconvincing effects, which still manage to be more frightening than the tedium of post-saw horror. 
We need a return to the style of real horror directors like George Romero and John Carpenter, ideally with exclusively practical effects, none of the CGI rubbish that dominates the industry today. A VHS revival would be nice too. Instead of the ridiculous claptrap that gets marketed as horror today, there are still a few good directors working now, but my point still stands. Okay, so I understand what they're saying about the effect that this movie had, and I can understand being frustrated with that because it did spawn a whole subgenre. And I can understand because it became very popular at that time that, you know, you'd be frustrated with that. However, I feel like that criticism shouldn't apply to this movie because I feel like this movie doesn't do what they're complaining about. Yeah, I really do feel like this one is it's not it's not Saw's fault that people wanted to see more grisly deaths. Yeah. I mean this movie especially, like it's there for a minute and then after that it's not really much of a factor. And here's the thing, even in the later movies, the the thing I always come to with it is what would I do if I was in that situation? Which I think is what the intention of the movie really is because, you know, like I was saying with 1L, you know, what would you do if you were in a situation where, you told, where you're told you only have a short time to live? Yeah. Um, I don't think it, it can be more than just torture porn if you are willing to let it be. And I do think there's moments of tension Especially in this one, like where you're trying to untangle a mystery. Yeah. Like, what is happening in the first place, you know? Yeah, especially with this one. Yeah. I feel like their criticism applies more to the franchise as a whole instead of the first movie. Yeah. Which... And I can definitely see being upset that it, so many other movies wanted to be like Saw. Yeah, but like <laughs> for you said, it's not the movie's fault. It's yeah. the people that, I mean, people liked that about this movie. So. Hollywood wanted to replicate what people were liking, you know? Listen, if you guys want to see actual true torture porn, Vile. I love that movie. Yeah. It's nasty, but it's purely torture for the sake of torture, and it doesn't lie about the fact that that's what it is. True. I mean, also the hostile movies. Also that. Uh, But even that, there's like an element of like, yeah, like xenophobia tied with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's what you make of it, and you can tell... An interesting story with that premise it's just it's all really about who does it so yeah but you know i get it but at the same time i don't think it's fair also i'm pretty sure a lot of these effects were practical that's where i was oh yeah <laughs> i mean this was entirely practical i don't think that there was a cgi thing about this movie and i'm sorry but you can't reference older horror movies and then also say you don't like muddy camera work yeah what the fuck man? Like, come on <laughs> but like yeah, I mean, I, I get that this isn't a franchise for everybody, but I love it in all of its dumbness, all of its glory. <laughs> exactly, me too. All right. Did we get any listener reviews? We did. Okay. So, we got a couple here. We'll start off on Instagram, which we have... Um, all right, this is one here. It's just, it's just the 100 emoji. Okay. So we didn't get any clarification. They just love it. And it was yeah. from Jack Andrew Cook. Okay. Jack, oh, Jack Andrew Cook. To be fair, they were also responding to the story, and there's not always a ton of room with that. True, but you have some. Yeah. And, you know, the option is always there, you guys, to send us a direct message if you have something, like Michael Lee Howard did. Ah, uh, you were right. You knew it was him. Yeah. So. <laughs> that one came in as we were recording. Yeah. And he was like, I bet it's Michael. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you... 
you know, you always send us direct messages, yeah. which is appreciated. I like it. And it seems to be a well thought out review here. Yes. So let's dive into I really into appreciate it. that. <clears throat> okay. I'm a massive fan of the Saw series. I remember watching it for the first time and being shocked, horrified, and intrigued. Mandeem saw the start of the modern era of torture porn, but I disagree. The beginning grabs you immediately. Two men awaken shackled in a dirty bathroom. What is happening? Why are these people here, and who is dead? Who is the dead man on the floor? What follows is a story that unravels at a perfect place or pace. The violence in the movie serves a purpose. What would you do to save and find meaning in your life? The acting is great. I would probably react in many of the same ways. The iconic score and almost its own—it's almost its own character. The editing gives you a sense of panic, claustrophobia, and disorientation similar to what to that of the characters. I watch the whole series once a year and always forget the brilliance James Wan and Lee Wanell started in this first film. I am giving this 10 out of 10. Game over. Michael. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, I also, I meant to talk about the quick cuts that happened because we referenced this briefly and I'll always know what you did last summer. Oh yeah. They work in this moment. Yeah, they do. Because like, it really is serving to be disorienting. Yeah, it, I mean, exactly. Like, it puts you in the perspective of that person because it's super disorienting waking up and being, like, in a trap and a live or die situation. Yeah. Uh, all right. Fuck yeah, dude. Thank you for your review. Yeah, I, I agree with every single point you made. I think we made a lot of comments about it already throughout the, the show, but you you summarized it all very well. <laughs> exactly. All right. Next up, we have uh, Twitter. Okay. And this is Tyler. All right. I'm already uncomfortable when there's another man in the men's room with me, but this <laughs> takes it to a whole other level. <laughs> this movie isn't even torture porn, and the plot is solid. The later films, they get crazy, but this one is great. Oh, I fucking love that. Dude, I, I do I like- too. It's terrible whenever there's another person that joins you in the bathroom. The worst thing is whenever they get in the urinal next to you. That shit should be illegal. I fucking hate it. Unless it's Kane Hodder and you cross streams. Well, that's an exception. <laughs> no, I like that, you know, this movie, it started off like, okay, we need two dudes in a single location, whereas Tyler's line of thinking for creating a film is like, you know what's really scary? Another man in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the true fear right there. It's true, man. This isn't, that was the last review, but this isn't really a review, but uh, Queen Beantrix says, I'm so hyped for this. It's going to be so much dumb fun. <laughs> it absolutely is, and we are so uh, ready for it. <laughs> yes, I feel like this is pretty dumb fun here. Yeah, um, and it's only going to get dumber and funner from oh here. Oh my God, it's going to get so stupid, but I can't wait to talk about it. <sighs> All right, and that's it for our reviews. Yes. So thank you guys for sending in your reviews. We appreciate it as always. Yes, absolutely. Um, Jesse, next week's movie? Next week's movie. When Travis has been waiting to pull out, yeah. and we happened to find it at Half Price Books. No, we found this at Goodwill. Was it at Goodwill? This is a Goodwill find. Okay. All right. Well, it's 28 days later. Fuck yeah. Um, right now, it's currently available to watch. It appears to not be streaming right now. Let me double check Tubi real quick, just to be sure. Yeah, it's if you can find it anywhere, it's worth watching. It's, yeah. Okay, ugh. it's it's not streaming anywhere. Okay, and you can't even rent it. Yeah, like that's it's one of those movies that you can't find online. Great White Buffalo. Great White Buffalo. Yeah. So, uh, um, but yeah. yeah, I guarantee you. 
Um, if you do want to find it, you can find it cheap out at like a half price books or a Goodwill if yeah, you want apparently. to search it. Yeah. Um, it's a, if you find a DVD, that's all you need. This is a movie that doesn't need a Blu-ray. It doesn't need a 4K. This thing was shot on a camcorder, I believe. Yeah, it's and it's got like that gritty feel that honestly, like I can picture watching it in the house we lived in when I was in middle school. Like we had the slip cover case. Like mm-hmm. I, I can picture oh, all of the details. Oh, wait, this was before. This is after VHS. So they yeah, had DVD, yeah, right? DVD. But okay. it, like it had a little slip cover, and like I can picture all of it so perfectly. Like it was the red case. Yeah, and, yeah. And I remember watching it like back in my room on the bunk bed. Like, <laughs> dude, I remember watching it on uh, Directv, and the scene where he is in the church and sees the zombie dude for the first time freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't wait to talk about that. It's one of my favorite. It's one of the best zombie I movies out there. I haven't watched this movie in years and i think it's gonna make it even better for me to watch it this week um yeah it's just, been just so i can like relive the experience yeah it's been a long time for me too so i'm gonna be super happy to revisit it and can't wait to talk about it so mm-hmm. if you can if you have the ability you know watch it to catch up yeah. but uh if not we'll talk about it we'll cover it for you guys yep. so check back next week and in the meantime you can find us on social media yes we are least fave pod on twitter and we're least favorite scary movie podcast on the instagram related apps yes um you can also find us on our website which is least favorite scary movie.com and you can email us at least favorite scary movie at gmail.com though dm on social medias is going to get a much quicker reply most of the time yeah um you can support us um just generally by rating reviewing and subscribing it makes a really big difference it tells the algorithm that you like us and that you know other like other things you like might be similar yeah it it helps get us out there Mm -hmm. um and it also like is really nice to see us have a really high rating i enjoy that we really appreciate Um, it (laughs) and if you want to support us in other ways um you know ways such as us being able to buy these fancy new mic stands we have um you can do so with our patreon uh, which is just what's your least favorite scary movie? We've got three different tiers, and we want to go ahead and shout out our super awesome patrons: Eric and BB are shaking, not scared. Mm-hmm. Joe, Freakatron. as is his full name, Amber and Michael. Yeah, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We really, really appreciate it. It makes a difference. Um, and uh, all of our information that we just said is in the show notes. If you need yes. any help finding that, so um, yeah. And Travis is editing this week, so remind me to put in um, the two bros chilling in a hot tub and the adam vine clips okay yeah we got (laughs) we got a bunch of vines discussing this so we're gonna we we have to provide context i think you guys need to understand that i'm still stuck in the vine era and i frequently watch vine compilations on youtube and if i've had a couple of drinks and travis leaves the room for a minute i will go to youtube and he'll come back and he's like god damn that's true that's very true All right, guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in on this one, and we will see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Do you want to go pecan tally real quick? Yeah.